Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the Superintendent's Parkland Pride podcast. My name is Dr. Mark Manson, and I'm superintendent of the Parkland School District. Um, and I want to welcome everyone, whether you're listening to us here in, in the morning, in the afternoon, or at night, uh, on the weekend. I want to thank everybody for, for taking some time to, to get to know us a little bit here in the Parkland School District. Today, I'm, I'm joined by uh, two of our assistant superintendents within the Parkland School District, Dr. Rod Troutman and Dr. Michelle Minotti. And so we just want to welcome everyone. We're going to have a little conversation um, today about the Parkland School District and about some of the things that have been happening this school year, some of the things that, that we've seen um, during this, this second year of a, of a pandemic in education and some of the, um, the, the, the pluses and minuses that we've seen. So I, I'm going to ask our panelists here to just introduce themselves a little bit. I'll start with, with, with Dr. Troutman. Dr. Troutman, you want to tell us a, a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Rod Troutman, I'm the assistant superintendent in Parkland. I've been doing this and been in this position for the last 11 years. Um, before that, I've, I've, I was principal at both of our middle schools. I worked at the Troxel Building in curriculum and instruction um, and as an assistant principal at Parkland High School from the beginning of my administrative career. Uh, again, I said I'm 27 years in the, in the district, and uh, I also spent eight years as a social studies teacher in New Jersey. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Minotti? Michelle Minotti. I am assistant superintendent. Um, just started July 1 and new in this role. Um, prior to that, I began my educational career as an English teacher. And then I became 21 years ago, started in Parkland as an assistant principal, moved then to the middle school at Springhouse as an assistant principal. And then I proudly served the last 15 years as principal there. As far as me personally, though, mom of Three awesome daughters, uh, one's at Fogelsville, one's at Springhouse, and one's at the high school. And um, love anything with my family, love Penn State. Married to a Boston guy who's super supportive, which is amazing, but I'm a Boston fan. So I hope that doesn't go against me in this podcast. No, no, <laughs> a- absolutely not. It won't, at least for now. It okay, won't. okay, thanks. We'll, we'll, we'll try to leave that. And uh, I want to welcome both of them. And we're part of a, of a new team here, um, as this is my first year in this position and so there's um, a team of four, and, and um, Leslie Frisbee, who's our business administrator, she'll be on a, um, a following podcast at some point. So the four of us are what we consider the core team in the Parkland School District, and so we're kind of learning our way a little bit as a team as well, but, but I'm certainly very excited and blessed and that I have two um, fantastic um, su- support cast here with both Dr. Troutman and Dr. Minotti. So Let's get started a little bit, and then we'll, we'll kind of break it down from there. So, Dr. Troutman, as you mentioned, you've been here for, for quite a long time uh, within our school district. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, for those that may not know, maybe outside of our school district, outside of our area, or even for those who, who are new to the Parkland School District, you want to tell us a little bit about Parkland School District? Sure. Uh, you know, Parkland's a very large school district, one of the, the top uh, 15 school districts in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh Parkland, 72 square miles of, of land. Uh, it encompasses 12 buildings, nine elementary schools, two middle schools, and a high school. Uh, we're a community of over 65,000 residents, uh, which I think is important for people to understand. Um, you know, we may, we're made up of, of four townships or three townships in the city of Allentown, North Whitehall Township, South Whitehall Township, Upper Mukunji Township, and again, a portion of the city of, of, of South Whitehall, or I'm sorry, of the city of Allentown. Um, you know, Parkland is, in my 27 years, it's a, it's a very proud community. 
it's, and it's a, a community that cares a lot about their educational program. Um, and, and I think that that hasn't changed from the first day that I've walked in and, you know, until now that there is a, a, a you know, a, a, while we don't have a city or a town uh, of which to surround, um, you know, individual schools, what we do have is a, is, a, is a school system which people are proud of, and that becomes part of Friday nights, football games, uh, basketball games, wrestling matches, um, you know, spring sports. Where you, you, That's the center of our community is, is many times our sports a- activities. And if it's not a sports activity, it's our arts program where, where we have, um, you know, great drama uh, program. Uh, performances by our high school students. That's really what draws our community together. Some community activities like Arts Fest in the spring. I mean, that is Parkland. Um, you know, again, when you have different townships with no town really to go to to see all of this stuff, your school becomes the center of attention. And, and really, we're proud of that. We try to make sure that our, our community knows that it's AR, a number one. Uh, um, matter and uh, and I think the community is 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 proud of their school district and their school system. Yeah, you know that's a really good point because for me coming here, um, thinking about the size and you're talking about close to ten thousand students and and how do you how do you deal with that number of students and, and you made a really great point of the fact of how the the school district is really the hub of the community. And, and making this large school district feel so much smaller, whether it's all of the elementary schools or even at the high school, which is a big high school, all of the different things that are happening and all of the, the events, this, this really feels like a much smaller community than what the numbers play out. What would you say in all of your time here, what's the biggest change since the time you started till now? Well, I started in 1995 and the population in the district was about 4,400, 4,500 students. So we've we've doubled in in 25 years, you know, 25 plus years. The, the size of the school district has doubled, um, you know, and with that doubling, really there has been substantial changes to our educational program. We have really added some, continued to to think forward into you know the future and made sure we had programs that represented um, what what society is going to look like. A lot of technology courses for our kids at the high school and really all the way down to the elementary school. Um, so that constant forward thinking and trying to stay ahead of the curve in a time period where, um, you know, technology is changing us daily. Uh, we're making every effort to stay at least somewhat to the front. You know, and one thing I'd be remiss as I, I talked about our schools, I think we, we have the state of the art uh, vocational center in the state of Pennsylvania, if not the country. And our students have the opportunity to to participate in that. So while it's not Parkland School, I believe Parkland is it, it is Parkland. It's 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 an it's a um, a thread of of our student enrollment that that just does a terrific job, um, you know, going in, in utilizing that facility as well. Absolutely, it is pretty amazing the the amount of opportunity and the, the depth and the breadth of the curriculum and the options and that students here within the Parkland School District um, have available available to them every day. So, Dr. Minotti, you've been in the Parkland School District for a number of years as well, various roles. Um, how has your transition to assistant superintendent been for you this year? Right in the middle of a pandemic, right? <laughs> Perfect. It's been really great. Thanks. Um, I just I just wanted to sort of backpedal a little bit there. I just I think, think Dr. Trump did an outstanding job with summarizing um, Parkland and 
the, the hub of the community piece. And I think we talked about the academic lens and how we've really done a lot from a curricular need. Um, so as the needs have changed, as, as, the, as the district has changed, so have the needs of our kids as well. And we have a lot of programs in the district to really support those needs of the kids, whether it's social, emotional, or even mm-hmm. some of our resources that we have through the REACH program or and working with our local community programs as well. So I think that um, I just wanted to add that piece because it's, it's been a, right. a point of pride as well. Okay, so as far as the transition goes, um, I, I it's been really great. Um, this has been a really great pathway. Um, when Mr. Snezak came to me last year and asked me if I'd be interested in this in this role, the assistant superintendent role, overseeing some of the academics, I mean, it's a big role. I had to really talk to my family about it and see if it was something that we all were on board with doing and um, to see if it was for the right time. And as Dr. Troutman knows, it was a really tough year for me personally last year. lost my dad, and so it became a real big family decision to make sure it was the right fit. And uh, I have to say, though, once we went full tilt and uh, accepted the position as a team, then um, everybody was wonderful. I had an opportunity to transition with Dr. Troutman and Mr. Snizak and Mr. Vignone and, and really understand between March and July 1 a different lens of, of the district, which has been great. It's been wonderful working with all of you in this new role, you also, Dr. Madsen, being new in this in this seat. And uh, I think we're, we're new coming in here but together in these roles, but our core team has just been absolutely outstanding. And, um, you know, although I really miss my SMS family, I feel so fortunate to be able to serve the district and, and see it from a larger lens, K-12, and work with our outstanding principals and, and help guide them in any way that I can and learn from them. And students have been resilient, families have been great, and uh, I truly believe in tough times. Um, through the communication that everybody's been having, that it brings a connection. We talk about reconnecting this year, and I think that's only going to just continue to build our community stronger. Great. Thank you. I'm going to pose this question to, to both of you um, because you've both been here for, for quite a long time, and, um, but we're, we're in a much different phase and time in education than I've seen in, in my over 20 years as well, um, regardless of what school district you are in. Uh, the challenges that we faced last year uh, in education and, and the challenges that we're still facing today. Um, what would you characterize or how, how would you say, what, what has it been like to work um, in these roles or in, in the school district, in education um, during this pandemic? Well, I can say from a, as from a building principal lens coming out of that seat, it was challenging. Um, just working with our families, making sure everybody stay connected. I know we use that word a lot, but truly that connection piece was was critical. I mean, um, hats off to the technology team. We had everything in place, and, and Nicole McGall and our team and the foundation for providing a lot of resources for our teachers and our families. And things that we were mapping out for years, could we do this? We sort of had to adapt, learn, and grow really on the fly. So um, just had to make sure that we had a safe opening for our kids and that's from this seat here too just that health and safety piece um as we know it's not easy but it's decisions that we have to make and at the end of the day make those decisions that are best for kids great from uh from sitting here in this in this office for you know again the last 11 years and the last two years dealing with a pandemic um you know the challenges that have come and, and everybody will say it's been a challenge and I, I don't think anybody would disagree that it isn't um, you know but but the challenges that that we faced as administrators is you know making decisions on the health safety and welfare of students you know um, you're an administrator to, to 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 work on student learning you know you're, you're not an administrator to, to make health decisions but yet 
the state thrust us into making those decisions. Um, and, you know, we worked very closely with St. Luke's and, and, and Lehigh Valley Health Network to try to come up with the very best plan to make sure that our students were safe. Um, you know, there's no learning that will ever take place if students don't feel safe. Um, so the challenge of, of how do you do that in a pandemic you know, there's no cookbook for it. I'm, you know, if, if, if I sat back and said, well, what would I do differently? I'd probably a million things. Um, but you're making decisions that are, are on the fly on a regular basis. It's daily. I mean, something comes down from the state, you have to react to it. You don't, they don't, it's not, they get it into the newspapers really quick. And the first thing people want to know is, what are you doing? Well, we only got it about 10 minutes before you, you did. Um, you know, so that pressure that was placed upon, you know, administrators to, to, to make sure that children were safe on, on, on ever-changing guidance that we received from from the state and, and sometimes our health networks were was very challenging. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the the strides that we've made and, and as the school opened this year, um, you know, very, very proud of the fact that we could open up five days a week. I mean, I don't know that uh, there was anything that I felt more adamant about last year is that we needed to open up five days a week for our kids. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, you know, it, 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 kids have not been had some students hadn't been in school in 15 months, um, 15 months of no school, no communication, no social organizations, no plays, no sporting events, no activities. Um, just not, uh, you know, a, as much of a challenge for me as an administrator, more of a challenge, I think, for our students. I always tried to put myself in the lens of a student. What would I have done if I was in school during this time period? And I had to struggle. You know, I played sports, and that was a big part of my life. To take that away, I don't know how I would have handled that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, as we talk about challenges, the, just the challenges to have students come in, feel comfortable, opening up school, feeling like, hey, five days is is a change to us because in 15 months we didn't have that. Some of them weren't in school at all. Some of them were in a couple of days a week. Um, you know, this was really something that I think we took to heart and wanted to make sure our kids felt that school was a place for them and tried to make sure that they felt comfortable as they walked through those doors and then really spent the first month of concentrating on that, giving them the services that they needed, whether it be, you know, guidance services or mental health services, anything that we could do to make them know that school was secondary to their well-being. And I think we've done that in the first half of the year, and I think our kids are going to thrive through the rest of the year. Absolutely, and, and, and I see it from my lens, too. You both spoke um, immediately about two things, making sure that kids feel like they're connected, and they're connected to their school, and they're connected back into the community, and, and that the health, safety, and welfare of our students is the number one priority, and that they feel safe, regardless of <laughs> pandemic or not. Um, Dr. Troutman talked about that, that kids won't learn in an environment where they don't feel safe. They're not going to learn in an environment where they're not connected um, to, to their teachers and to their school. And I think that's one thing that, that in Parkland, I think we've done a tremendous job with of, of reconnecting this school community for this school year. And knowing when we talked about it in the summer, although we, we all felt maybe, hey, we were in a little better spot with a pandemic in the beginning of this summer. Um, and that turned pretty quickly. Um, and as soon as that turned, we kind of all looked at each other and realized that, hey, this school year, there's going to be some challenges. It's, it's in some ways maybe even going to be more difficult when we look at bringing all these kids back. And we know that we need to. And we, we talked a lot about the fact that we don't want to go backwards and we don't want to have things canceled again as we, we open up this school year. 
Um, but with that will come a lot of challenges uh, because of the fact of how many kids may not have been in school full time. Um, and, and, and our staff has done a tremendous job because as, as not only are they dealing with the kids in their own classroom, many are dealing with their own kids at home and the challenges that that, that has seen or, or caring for, for, for a family member and, and some of the things that have happened. So I think across the board, um, it's been a very difficult start to the school year, but, but our staff and our students and our parents and our community have really rise and, and, and rose to the challenge. And, and I couldn't be more proud of where we are right now. As we, as we kind of go into this next question uh, along these same lines, and, and again, for either of you, what, what do you see as, as we keep moving forward? Um, what, what's a, one of the biggest challenges we're still going to face as we move forward here in the next couple months? I think that um, currently we're struggling with staffing issues across the multiple uh, areas of our organization, you know, we're struggling with bus drivers. We're struggling with maintenance workers. We're struggling with cafeteria workers, um, you know, and, you know, the teaching staff, uh, our teaching staff were, uh, you know, I've been here at a time period where you'd have two and 3,000 students, uh, student teachers files on file in our HR department, our human resources department. We're lucky to have 50 to 100. I mean, there's, you know, and, and I think Parkland is a, is a district where people want to come. Uh, but yet there's just not people going into the into the profession anymore, which is making it challenging. Um, you know, we need good kids to, you know, to look at teaching as an honorable profession, um, you know, and, 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 and it still is. And, you know, maybe the biggest joys I've ever had in, in this field is watching kids, light, you know, the light bulb go on, that they learn something right in front of you because of what you did. Um, you know, and it doesn't, you know, we, this is a learning environment, you know, and for people who think, well, that's just teachers. No, that isn't. Our bus drivers teach every day. They teach kids every day safety and, and caring. They remember they're the first person that students see in, in the day, the getting on the bus and they're the last person they see at the end of the day getting off the bus. And it's just that, that, that relationship that our bus drivers develop with their students, you know, people forget about that and think they, you know, and I think if you talk to a bus driver who's been doing this a while, They'll tell you they don't. You know that's that's the greatest thing that, that that could ever happen to them is how the kids, you know, treat them as they get on and they get off and they're known by you know Mr. Ted as my children did or um, you know uh, Mr. Fred. You know two of the two the terrific ones that they talk about still and they're in their twenties and thirties. Um, so the, you can make relationships as a cafeteria worker. You can make relationships as a as a custodian, I mean, uh, you know, some of the best custodians I ever worked for have great relationships with their kids, um, and they're seen as special. They're seen as special people by the students. So, you know, um, you know, that's probably one of the challenges that I think we're seeing, and, and hopefully if people hear the podcast, they want to be part of that and really want to be part of this uh, team that we have here that's really all centered around students and Everyone cares deeply about the kids and how their welfare is, whether it be on a bus, whether it be in the line of a cafeteria eating correct food. Um, you know, that I believe is is a big challenge. But so, please, if you if you have it, if you feel like that's in your heart, come and uh, work for Parkland. 
I just want to echo that because he said that really well. I don't know he if did. you're as good as he Eric did. Roberts, but I think you, you may Very have. Good. I think Very you really good. rivaled him right there. Yeah, we might use that not only for this podcast, but for some <laughs> other sound bites I later on as we, as we go through. I so. think so. Um, yeah. if those we might even make a TV commercial with Dr. Yes. Troutman as our spokesperson if we're, if we're allowed That's to do that, if we're able to do that. I think so. that would be wonderful. I mean, Eric Roberts, for those who don't know, he's the high school counselor, does a tremendous job, and he does an incredible um, plug for the HR department at the football games, and uh, that was amazing. And actually, I, being an English person, I always love quotes. And, he, and when he was talking, it reminded me of one of my favorite quotes by Maya Angelou. And he says, like, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But they'll never forget how you made them feel. And in these jobs that we're talking about, we have opportunities to to work together and build those relationships, as Dr. Drummond said, and and help kids feel really happy about being in school and helping them learn who they are as they're growing up. And, and um, you know, it's so rewarding. I was just at CAC list last week with you, Dr. Madsen, and hearing from our old Parkland grads talking about, you know, what Parkland meant to them and how it prepared them for their future and, and um, the experiences that we've had here. So it makes you proud of that. We have the hashtag Parkland Pride. Um, it, it means something. We do have pride here. I know Nicole McGill is doing a great job with her team with those the best part of your day. Well, it really is the best part of your day working here. And you're new coming in, so um, you know, I'd like that you, you talk about that as well in some of your um, social media. Absolutely. We, you know, one thing that was really important to me even coming here, and, and I've said it many, many times to, to staff and administrators and to even to parents, is how important relationships are. And you see that, you know, it's nice to be able to come to a place where you understand and, and the relationships that you build with people, how important they are and how important people are. And the fact that um, although we, we do have some challenges in the HR department and we're going to use that to try to get a plug and, and try to make sure that we're continuing to attract the best people. But at the end of the day, this is a place where the relationships that are being built with our kids um, is the number one priority. And, and you can see it in, in everything that, that's happening across this, this school district. Really proud of that. So, Dr. Minotti, I know that you've also been working on some things with um, with HR and um, some of the gaps that we're seeing across the board. Um, do you want to add a little bit to what Dr. Troutman said and, and give us, maybe you can give us now your best oh. HR plug, uh, if that's possible. I, I, I can't compete with that last one. That was pretty, pretty, pretty real and pretty authentic, I'm going to say. I'm gonna, but I just want to give a shout out to Pam Kelly and the HR team. They're just doing an outstanding job. Um, trying to fill all of these positions. So Dr. Troutman talked about the teacher subs. You know, teachers are, are working really hard, long days covering for one another in the classroom, which is they're doing a ter terrific job and working as a team. But if you are certified and you are interested in being a, a sub here, um, definitely please uh, reach out to us. And I know even through the IU, there's some programs that they do for guest teachers, but definitely reach out to Pam, reach out to Pam Kelly in the HR department. We need food service uh, um, workers, custodians, playground aides, health room aides. We have some clerical positions. Um, Dr. Troutman talked about the bus drivers, and I loved that part about, you know, you're, you see those kids coming on the bus, and you're the last person to see when they get off. So your smile may be the way that starts their day and ends their day. Maybe that's the the best part of their day. So I do, I think that's really important, important jobs for these um, kids to see you in as well. Um, but there's a lot with flexibility, there's job availability, there's varied activities. So if there's a position, then you're listening to us today and you think, yes, like I want to work with kids. I want to be around them. I want to get excited and build relationships. And we promise you it'll be rewarding, especially being in the Parkland School District because it's an incredible place to be. Great. Thank you. So last, last question, 
and then uh, certainly we'll we'll leave for any 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 last comments that that either of you would have. But um, moving forward, so now we're we're already in October, uh, middle to late October. We were originally hoping to have this first initial podcast done in August, um, so we're a little bit behind schedule on on where we're at. But but I think um, it still gives a, a little bit of a snapshot into some of the things that we've done and and some of the things that we've seen up to this point. But what would maybe be one thing or two things that, that you're most excited for or were, um, or, or, or most proud of even within the first couple of months of some of the things that we're able to do or something that you're looking forward to here in the next month or two? Um, I, I was most excited, and I still am, to see the kids in school. It is just, um, honestly, the, the energy and the engagement in the classrooms, it's just truly been contagious. And I'm grateful because I'm overseeing the academics this year, so I really get to work with all the building principals, and that's been tremendous, you know, learning from them and, and working with them. And a huge shout-out to all the principals. It's National Principal Month, and hopefully you got to see some of them being showcased on our social media this, this month. Um, but we've also... We've, we've, although we're in the midst of a pandemic, um, we've also had an opportunity to maintain, even though it's like last year, a lot of things were canceled. So uh, our, some of our past events, like we were able to have fall sports this season. Um, the, we had a fall play. We had a virtual parent forums. We've had the parent university. And if you didn't get a chance to watch them, that's all virtual. Everybody can go back and watch it. We had a full week of homecoming activities at Parkland High School. Um, the middle schools did a tremendous job taking a dance and making it a, a fall fest outside. Um, just watching the, the, the principals and their lead together. Um, we had the Take a Stand programs, anti-bullying. There's just been so many things that it's not what they used to do but they're making adaptations and making them really amazing for our kids and giving them that same experience. Um, and uh, elementaries had their book fairs. We had our face-to-face CAC meetings and our foundation meetings. So there's just so many wonderful things happening, and it's nice to reconnect as a community. Great. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> from my standpoint, I, th- I think that, uh, you know, just, just students being, being in, in the buildings and, and the activities that are going on, you know, I think it was once said that you don't really realize how much you miss something until you don't have it. And and I believe the students didn't have it and they were, were clamoring to get back into school. And it's it's enjoyable to see students, you know, it's the growth in students that I enjoy the most, uh, watching kids grow in school, whether it be academically or in the arts or in the athletic programs. And, and f- to be able to go, you know, through October as we're almost coming to the end of of having kids in school five days a week, getting back to what school's all about, you know, about community, about relationships. Um, I'm, I'm probably most excited to see us get to May and really see that, you know what, that anomaly is gone. And, and we're, we're, we're Parkland, that Parkland should be a, a great academic institution, great athletic programs, great arts programs, um, where every kid has the ability to take advantage of it. So I'm, I'm excited to see that happening again. Absolutely. And, and I think I'm most excited and proud of, of the fact of seeing along those lines of getting everyone back is the resiliency that we've seen in our students and our staff. Um, and, and it's just been really unbelievable. Um, the, the, the growth in a short amount of time, we certainly understand that there are some gaps and, and, and some uh, pieces that we still need to overcome to work through from, from, from losing a lot of face-to-face instruction from, from last school year. But I can tell you, um, some of the leaps and bounds that, and some of the gains that we've already seen. Um, and, and that's all based upon our staff and their ability to reconnect our kids. 
Um, so a huge shout out to our teachers and, and our staff and our and our administrators for, for really working hard to get us to this point and, and thankful for the resiliency of our students and our parents and our community to get us to where we are here so that, as Dr. Troutman said in May, uh, we'll really start to see um, see some of these things, hopefully heading back to, in some ways, back to normal. In other ways, we'll never be back to normal, but um, that new normal idea should, should be better and stronger than before. Um, I, I really want to thank Dr. Troutman and Dr. Minotti for being here. Um, we know that the, this transition um, has, has been difficult. Time is really tight, and I, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk with us today. Um, my transition to this school year has been very challenging, uh, but it's been a lot of fun, and, and I appreciate um, your support very much on this. So um, give it to you guys one more time for any, any last comments. Um, just you know, listening to everything everybody's saying today, just a huge thank you again to our um, families, to our students, to our teachers, and and, and our staff. Um, just excited. I think that one of the things I feel like we're doing on top of all of this, and I'm really proud of, is we're really trying to listen to the students a little bit more, too. I feel like I'm excited. You mentioned something before about being excited. Excited about the student leadership programs that we're going to be doing and listening to them from their lens and um, hearing what they have to say about where we are now, how we're going to build in the future. So I'm excited about that. Love our learning walks, getting into all the K-12 buildings. It's been really great and um, excited to continue to work with everyone, this entire community, and best serve Parkland. You know, I've <coughs> I'm, I'm really ex uh, appreciative of the work in Parkland. I've, I've always been that way. It's, you know, 27 years here. I, I don't I don't want to be anyplace else. I have no desire to be anyplace else. It's a, a terrific place to work. You know, I always look at the, the the big pie and what do we have that makes a great pie. We have we have a, a very uh, knowledgeable and supportive school board, which is the leadership group of the entire district, along with Dr. Madsen, who's come and joined us. Uh, I can tell you, Dr. Madsen cares about our kids and he cares about everything that's Parkland. And I think he, I've learned that from him very very quickly. Um, you know, we have great teachers, we have great support staff, we have great bus drivers, we have a great staff in the Parkland School District. And, you know, it leads us to having great kids, uh, a commodity that comes from the home. Um, we have great parents, and, and I know many of them. I've lived in the community. I'm, I've lived here for 27 years, and, and I've enjoyed every minute of my time living here and my neighbors. And they're all Parkland, and, they're, and you know, there's a pride, and, and uh you know, it's it's it, it makes me want to come to work, and it's it's enjoyable to know that you're you're supplying the uh, the needs for for students to thrive in this uh, this crazy environment that we're in now. But we're, we're coming out of it, and we're going to be uh, Parkland strong as a result of it. Great, thank you. So please think about subscribing to our our podcast series with more to come. Next episode, we'll talk with some students from Parkland High School and sit down with Principal Moniz. Um, a special thanks to J.R. Renner for the tech. Technical support, Nicole Magala for organizational and logistical support, Dr. Watson, and students Emin Bonner and Natalie Schwartz uh, to help us with our outstanding music that opened um, this podcast and will help close this podcast. And again, um, want to thank you for bearing with us here in our first ever uh, podcast. I, I think we did a pretty good job. I'm not yeah. sure how many edits we'll have to have, <laughs> maybe a few here and there, but not, not too many, actually. So I think it went, went really well. Um, very appreciative. And, and also for, for those listening, um, think about supporting the Parkland um, 
Education Foundation. They do some amazing things within our school district. They help support many of the programs that we have. Um, so, so go to um, the Parkland School District website and, and, and find the Parkland Education Foundation link and um, think about helping to further donate and, and help um, our, our staff and our, and our students here within the Parkland School District. Have a great day.